me. Me, 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 me. Cyberdemon. Big deal. He's some pickings. Rip and tear, rip and tear, rip and tear. Rip and tear your guts. You are huge. That means you have huge guts. Rip and tear. Through this review of Doom's Knee Deep in the Dead on Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hello, my name is John Dotson, and today I'm joined by Tim and Travis. And today we're going to review 1993's hottest DOS shareware game, Doom, Knee Deep in the Dead. Doom is every religious 90s parent's favorite murder simulator, and for the last few months, I've been playing a lot of it. I asked Travis and Tim to review it with me, and they agreed. Thanks, y'all. So, Knee Deep in the Dead is the first episode of Doom, and not only did id Software release that first episode for free as shareware, but they also changed gaming forever by making shooters a first-class gaming staple. After Doom, all shooters were called Doom clones, and I frankly still think they all are, at least to me anyway. So... We all played Doom Knee Deep in the Dead. Thank you, uh, Travis and Tim, for playing that. So let's first talk about it. Travis, what are your thoughts on Doom Knee Deep in the Dead? It is a masterpiece, as is the rest of the game. Um, I, I do think that Knee Deep in the Dead is the best episode out of all of them. It starts off great. It's not that the rest of them are bad or anything. They're all fantastic. They're all like freaking amazing, but giving away a lot of your best work as shareware that honestly it, it's a satisfying game in and of itself. And people could just play the shit out of that over and over again if they wanted to, which I did for a lot, a lot as a kid before I finally had the money to buy it. It was a great way to kind of get a lot of goodwill on your side and well-deserved goodwill because it is it, uh, it trying to compare it, trying to talk about shooters and review them and like talk about your thoughts about how they all work is difficult now when you're talking about a game from 1993 because things have changed so much. But even with the mechanics as they were back then, even if you're not playing them with the mouse, you're playing them like with the keyboard, the way that it was meant to be played, everything just feels like it is. It works exactly the way it's supposed to. It is such a tight, well-made game like the level design is I think the doom one level design, even more than doom two may stand out in my mind as the best level design, just in terms of like the layouts. I mean, obviously there's plenty of games now that look better than this, like in terms of that kind of level design, but just like the layout of the levels, like the secrets, the key cards and everything like there's not much that I can say is more satisfying than the original doom. And man, it's, 
it was really nice to get back into it. I, I think I told you guys I was going to try to fire up my 32x copy of Doom to play that and and see how that compared. I never got my 32x to work. The Genesis works perfectly fine, but I can't get the 32x to work, which is kind of a bummer. I'm going to have to try to find one of those like on eBay or something. But I played that game a lot on 32x before I had a, even had a PC back in the day, and it's basically the same thing. It's just knee deep in the dead. They don't go in anywhere past that. And it hilariously drops you down to a C prompt when you're done with it. Like, I guess it's an homage to the fact that it started on doom, but <laughs> credits cool. roll and then C prompt, which That's you really can obviously cool. do nothing with, but no doom and knee deep in the dead, like such a great intro to what first person shooters could be. I mean, you had Wolfenstein 3d before that, but the difference between, Wolfenstein 3D and Doom, and I, I feel like that's a much greater difference than Doom to most of the things that happened, in, at least in the 90s with shooters, because like, Doom is where they really solidified that core equation for what it meant to be a shooter and why people called them Doom clones. And I think you're kind of right, John, that in some ways it's well-deserved to keep calling them that. Like the The mechanics have refined quite a bit over the years, but a lot of stuff was set in how this stuff worked in doom that's still around. So, um, one thing that I want everyone to talk about is we're sort of talking our th- thoughts on knee deep sure. in the dead. Sorry, Travis, I didn't mention this to start us how you played uh knee deep in the dead for this review. So I played it with, um, Z doom, I think G Z doom. I can't remember. Yeah. It it's the new, yeah, it's G Z doom. Probably okay. cool. Cool. Yeah. I played it with that. Yeah, I played it with GZ Doom also. Awesome. Thank you. Tim, your thoughts on Needy Been the Dead? So, I have not played any Doom game for a very, very long time. So, when I got uh, Needy Been the Dead up and running on my PC here and loaded it up, I, I mean, I recognized that very first stage almost immediately. But beyond that, I could not remember anything else about this game. So I basically played it. It felt like the first time, you know, for the most part, because I couldn't remember anything about the stages after that first one. But I had a lot Hanger, of fun. The first level is iconic. It's going to be forever burned in my brain, that level. It's it's like yeah. not even much of a level, you know, it's just kind of a trifle. But it's uh, yeah, it's no, it's I can run through that good. entire level in my mind easily right now. Yeah. Like yeah. down yeah. to the pixel, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was the sort of thing where like it's been so long. I was starting to think like, you know, I was I saw some pictures of Doom online when I was, you know, getting it set up and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I don't recognize any of this. Maybe I haven't played it. But then I loaded it up and I was like, nope, I recognize this immediately. <laughs> so it was, it was that first stage. Yeah. But um, it holds up really well. I had a lot of fun going through that first stage or uh, first uh, chapter, the knee deep in the dead. Um, In fact, I'm even considering maybe just picking up the full game on like good old games or something like that and just keeping my playthrough going. Yeah, it's really great. I recommend um, on Steam, you can get Ultimate Doom and it's uh, Mm -hmm. it's got the Unity port in there. And then, of course, the WAD and such. Um, And then what you can do when you buy Ultimate Doom is. They had the uh, for the longest time, they had the DOS box version, which is not a very good way to play Doom, uh, modern Doom game. But one of the nice things about going back to the DOS box version, which you can do in Steam, you can say, hey, take me back to this version is it gives you the original wads. 
So just a little note, um, the, the updated wads that they have now in the commercial versions contain a bit of censorship. Nothing nothing crazy. The biggest one is that, um, do you know how in the original game you had the crosses on the health packs? Yeah. Well, that's actually a registered trademark of, I yep. believe, what is it? It's uh, the yeah, something the red, the red, cross. red cross. And yeah. now yeah. it's a little capsule or something like that in the in, in the modern version. So, again, you have that original wad on Steam. You can go back in time and get it. But just a little. You'd be surprised how many games have run afoul of that because it's burned into everybody's brain that like yeah. the health pack has the little cross, the red cross on, on it. it. Yes, right. But so many games, even Stardew Valley had to make a change on their game. Yep. Because the health meter had the little plus on it, you know, the little cross on mm-hmm. it. So they had to change that. Yeah, it's weird how the, why the Red Cross decided to do that. I don't quite know. I mean, I would argue that a Red Cross isn't really, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer, but it just seems like, uh, is that really something? Yeah, I know. Try? Like, is that enough yeah. to qualify? Because I feel like that's such a, any sort of like health thing. It's like, that's the icon for this is something yeah. like that. You see that on hospitals, right? Like, it's a white yeah. cross on a blue sign for hospitals, I think. But yeah, yeah still, it's a cross like that's I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. Well, anyways, so um, I I don't know what to say about this game. I, I guess I'll say why I got into Doom recently, which was um, you had the uh, the most recent um, id software's uh, QuakeCon happen. And every year they have a sale on uh, on all their games it's a really great time if you want to wait to get a bethesda game wait to QuakeCon. and <laughs> they're just going on an incredible sale at the time and you can get you can get all of them for really cheap so um the doom games are on the switch and i got all i got the original doom i got doom 2 and i got doom 3 and doom 64 something like 15 dollars. it was ridiculous for all those games or something it was just ridiculous and I just started playing Doom on the Switch and it the the the, the Unity port on Doom on the Switch was so good that it just caused me to just have this amazing avalanche of just playing, you know, Doom games and then playing Doom wads and, you know, um, it, it was just so much fun. Um, I've gotten to the point now we're playing just knee deep in the dead, specifically this chapter that I can go through all of it in maybe 20 minutes or 25 minutes or whatever. I don't know. It's kind of like playing Mega Man 2. It kind of feels like that for me where I'll just sit down and play through knee deep in the dead. And um, I can do it pretty quickly now. I don't know if I'm ever going to speed run the game or whatnot, but that's been really fun to do. Shockingly enough, like, you know, Travis and Tim, I had well, this isn't shocking, but I had deep in the dead because it was free, you know, and as a kid that didn't have any money, shareware games were awesome for that. And I played most shareware games i mean I, I you know and i never really felt like i needed to buy doom i mean travis you talked about how knee deep in the dead is so good they gave away so much yeah. i never felt like i needed to yeah. buy doom um did you buy the original doom or doom 2 or anything like that i did eventually like uh yeah, well i like mean i bought like years. a zillion versions of it now but yeah like three years after i first played it so maybe like uh i don't know 90 98 99 and what version did you buy when you're again? It was like it? the the a box version I got from GameStop that had okay like Doom One, Doom Two, and Ultimate Doom. I think nice, nice. That's great. Yeah, I'm trying to find a, a box copy of the original and you know, put it on my shelf, but um, I never bought it. And and I played a lot of Knee Deep, um, but shockingly enough, I never beat it, which is weird. Which is weird. Uh, even with the cheat codes, I never beat it. So when I beat Knee Deep. 
for the first time was, you know, a couple months ago when I was playing through it again, uh, fresh. And it's really, it, it was a really fun thing. Now, even if you play knee deep on really hard, it's not that hard, you know? Um, so, you know, it's really fun, but it's not that challenging. Um, if you're, if you're getting pretty good at doom or whatnot, which I'm not great, but I'm getting better at it. And I think Travis, one of the things you talk about knee deep in the dead being, you know, probably one of the most iconic doom games, maybe even more than doom two. I agree with you because it's the one where, uh, John Romero did almost all of it. So if you, if you love John Romero levels, this is, this is, this, uh, this episode is for you. And he did, you know, he, he did a new, um, he did Sigil recently, which is uh, which is a lot of really cool John Romero flavor as well. But yeah, I need even the dead. I played so much as a kid, never actually beat it. Finally did recently. Um, and I'm really glad I did. And I and I would I'm going to go out on a limb and I think need even the dead is actually better than Doom 2. Um, I, I'm really happy what Doom 2 brought to the genre and hopefully we can review Doom 2. I mean, it, it brought like the double barrel shotgun, and a lot of really great enemies, but um, for me, I think Knee Deep in the Dead is is uh, is more iconic, but I know that's heresy and doom mapping circles and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it's cool. They're both great games. But yeah, those are my thoughts on doom Knee Deep in the Dead. Hey, everyone. Travis here. Thanks for listening to this episode. And we hope you love what you hear. In addition to this podcast, John and I run Cheerful Ghost, where you can talk about all the games and other nerdy stuff you love. We also created Tale of the White Wyvern, which is a retro-inspired sword and magic mini-MMO you can play with your friends. If you're a fan of Cheerful Ghost Radio, we hope you've also checked out Cheerful Ghost and like what we're doing there. And if you haven't played Tale of the White Wyvern, head over to thewhitewyvern.com and give it a shot. It's entirely free to make an account and play. Cheerful Ghost is a totally independent community and dev team, and we would love any support you can give us. If you head over to Cheerful Ghost and hit the heart at the top, we have a few different support options to choose from. If you want to tip us for the work we do, you can give us a donation through PayPal. Or, if you want to do a bit more, you can buy a yearly membership or subscribe monthly through Patreon. A membership gives you some neat perks on Cheerful Ghost, as well as member-only themes and cosmetic weapons, armor, and hats in Tale of the White Wyvern. Also, if you want to literally wear your support for us on your sleeve, we have a shop where you can buy t-shirts and mugs for Tale of the White Wyvern. We have a few colors to choose from, including the deepest purple you've ever seen. Thank you for your support. We hope you love what we do, and we look forward to bringing you fun content and games for years to come. So Need Even the Dead came out in 1993 on DOS. Does this game hold up? Is it fun to play now? I guess you all sort of talked about that a little bit. Tim, you sort of are the most distance from this game. I mean, you play modern shooters. You play Doom. Is mm-hmm. this fun or is it like, eh, it's just not. I mean, it's it's fine, but it's more of a historical note than an actual fun game now. No, I still had a lot of fun, although I will say um, the original controller, like control scheme, keyboard and mouse sucked so yes, i had to like agreed. completely remap all the keys yes. to be more like a modern shooter was <laughs> d with the map and all that i agree exactly totally agree. yeah no because the original controller you know control setup is awful um so i once i redid all of that because I, I at first i was like oh i'm gonna try and go for the like you know real old school experience and try it with the default setting nope did not Arrow last keys, for very long. Yeah, no, it's, it's terrible. Terrible. I got so annoyed with it, so I was like, yeah. "Screw this!" <laughs> I 
Also, I will say, though, uh, I miss having a turning rectangle. I couldn't find a setting to, like, turn that on. Um, mm. It's not real hard to aim, but it's just one of those little things where, like, I really just a dot or something just so I knew exactly where I was aiming right. <laughs> would have been a big help. <laughs> Travis, does Doom hold up? Yeah, I think there's a setting in there somewhere for that targeting radical but there is um mm-hmm. yeah like you guys i or at least you tim i tried playing it with the original controls and like i said like it does feel like exactly like it's supposed to i could remember that feeling natural when i was younger and like it, it's playable like that for sure but i'm so used to having like the wasd in a mouse that i'd, I'd quickly change that but um yeah no matter how you play it it's a very solid game still i think it's something that can well i mean like it's not something like um i think i've talked before on a few episodes that i replay a lot of old games like yearly like super mario world and act razor and stuff like that doom isn't quite there for me but i do fire it up and play through quite a bit of it like once every few years so i mean it definitely holds up for me because i'm still playing it after almost 30 years now and as long as there's some sort of a port of GZ doom around <laughs> in 30 more years, I'll probably still be playing it. It's just, um, yeah. As for whether it holds up or not, like 100%, it definitely holds up. I think that a lot of the modern shooters could learn a bit from it and stop trying to get so like serious and taking it, taking themselves seriously. Like doom was pure unbridled fun and mayhem. And, like even the new like even Doom Eternal I think could take a note from that. Like I feel like Doom 2016 was the closest thing to original Doom that we've gotten since like Doom One and Two. Um, but yeah, yeah, it definitely holds up, and I hope that um, you know the modding scene keeps going. I'd like to see Romero come back and do a few more mod packs as well. I've got a couple thoughts on does Doom hold up? Um, it's not as I would say that it's. So you guys were talking about the control scheme, and I think this is actually really important because I think that Doom Knee Deep in the Dead and the original campaign and even Doom 2 was designed with the shitty control scheme in mind, right? Shitty keyboard, right? Which is to say that um, you're not going to be that nimble. You're not going to be that quick. You're not going to turn on a dime. And they design those games with that in mind. So if you're playing, it's real hard. You know what I mean? But if you have a modern control scheme with a quick mouse, you're going to run circles around Doom. And so I think that, but actually, that's one of the beauties of the game itself. Well, one of them is that if you, you know, do a modern control scheme and you're like kind of agile, you're going to run, you know, you're going to do really well in Doom, which I think is still fun. And, you know, the game still offers a challenge, but maybe not as much. But also the fact that you can change the game so much and how you play it in a modern control scheme and then you add in the mapping means that Doom holds up more than any other game. In fact, I would say that the simplicity of the original design of Doom plus the modern mapping scene makes Doom, I would say, more alive for me than like ever because there's something refreshing in its simplicity and then taking these this modern fresh level design and these modern mods and wads and stuff and just it just 
brings this new level to the game. Like you're not focusing on do I need 50,000 control schemes and a thousand different guns with upgraded mechanics and all this complexity. It really is focusing on level design, ambiance. Where do the monsters go? How do you approach this level? How do you take out this? Like, um, and it's it's to the game's credit. And I think that simplicity makes it hold up even more now. And um, the fact that the source code was released as open source and, you know, the fact that you can run it on pretty much anything, which is kind of a joke in gaming. I mean, well, one of the jokes in gaming is does Skyrim run on everything? But before that was a thing, Doom was ported to everything. And it still is, actually. You can run Doom on, like, literal, like, digital cameras. It's crazy. Uh, I just saw something your... where Doom was reported was ported to a pregnancy test recently. Yes, I think. yes, <laughs> yeah. I was running on a pregnancy test. It's really funny. So, um, I think the game definitely holds up. Um, and compared to modern sh- shooters, I mean, it's simpler than all that. And I think that that's to the game's credit. Now, you know, are you not going to like it if you don't like the old pixel graphics? And um, you know, if you don't like retro feels, then you probably won't. But um, I, I really like Doom a lot, and I think you know it holds up. Uh, very well. So we're coming to the time where we're going to talk about the legacy of Doom. Um, again, all the way back to 93. So I'm sure there's a couple things. And we're not going to talk about everything because there's so much. But we're just going to hit the high points for us. Tim. Um, what's some stuff that comes to your mind when you're thinking about the legacy of doom for you and some of the highlights? Uh, I mean, basically the entire first person shooter genre for the most part. Yeah. I mean, think of like how ubiquitous the shotgun is in modern day shooters. Like every shooter has the shotgun and it's all basically, you know, modeled after this doom one more or less. Yeah, I totally agree. Travis. Yeah. I mean, it's, the legacy of doom is that entire category of first person shooters. I think like they would have happened without doom, but I don't know what they would have looked like. I don't know if we would have gotten to where we are now with some of the same kind of mechanics and tropes of first person shooters. Um, I mean, you look at, at all the id games since doom came out and like, we wouldn't have quake without doom. We wouldn't have rage without doom. Um, and just beyond you wouldn't that, wouldn't have Super Noah's Ark 3D without Doom. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd be okay without that or one. But Chex or Chex Quest, which recently, by the way, got a, a port yeah. to a modern, like well, not a port, but an HD remake on Steam for free. Which, yeah. by the way, that was kind of weird going back to play that with yeah. modern graphics. I much yeah. prefer the original. <laughs> uh, agreed. Uh, or even games like Duke Nukem 3D. I mean, you yeah. just wouldn't yeah. have got it right. Right, right so. exactly. So, I mean, so many games owe a major debt of gratitude to to Doom. Like, it's hard to even imagine what gaming would look like without Doom. So its legacy is very rich. Yeah, I agree with what you're all saying. I want to add a couple things to it. One, I, I mentioned this earlier, which is the Doom mapping scene. So vibrant. It, it blows away other games mapping and modding scenes again because that's id software they released the source code that's not something that happens a lot 
And it's just, again, it's a simple thing. If you wanted to get into game mapping, start with Doom. You start with some simple tools that you can access for free. You can get the game for cheap. And you can get into a, a scene that has a rich history, lots to lots to study. You can view anyone's maps. You can take what John Romero did with Sigil, open it up and see exactly what he did. Uh, it's really, really cool. But I want to add something fun to the list, too. You know, I mentioned Chex Quest and Super Noah's Ark 3D. But I want to talk about, just for a minute, the Doom 2005 movie. <laughs> you guys seen this trash? It's so cool. I oh. did not know. I oh. forgot that even existed. But yes, I have seen it. And oh. it's it's fun if you go into it knowing what it is. Like, Ye- Yeah, which is, to, which is to say campy uh, horror garbage that I love. I love. So it's <laughs> yes. got Carl Urban in it. The great Carl Urban, right? Dwayne The Rock Johnson is in this movie. And Rosamund Pike. That's like a killer's row of people in a movie. Um, and this was a low budget movie. So this was like before these people were just like ultra stars, right? Uh, <laughs> $60 million budget. Okay. So I, I, I want to say that like late into the movie, the movie just goes into first person shooter mode, right? Carl Urban gets the upgrade or whatever, literally in the movie. And it just becomes an FPS that looks like it's in doom three. Right. Um, It's ridiculous. The story is ridiculous. The rock is chewing on so much scenery. I I think everyone got the note that it wasn't going to be a good movie. So they just made it a fun (laughs) one. Um, And it's but it's also so dark at the same time. You've got like this dude who's like a pedophile in it, which is like, what the fuck is this in a doom movie? Like, why is this in a movie? Like, but it's so bad um, at. At QuakeCon, they just screen it, you know, because people are just yelling and it's just it's kind of like now one of those cult garbage movies. So, you know, I love bad movies. And so I tried watching the new Doom movie and I couldn't even do it. It wasn't like 2005 Doom good, bad. It was just real bad. Um, But it it has a really fun scene right away in the beginning, Doom 2005, where this guy is like, Dr. Carmack, Dr. Carmack. And it's this scientist running away because it's John Carmack, you know, the, you know, uh, the developer of the original game. And they've got other mm-hmm. people that are named that. And um, he's got the pinky demon in it and a lot of that kind of thing. So I don't know. I it's it's not great, but it's. It, it, it does embrace some of the camp. I wish it was more campy and more fun, but it's not bad. It's it, you know, but I wish it was more good, bad. Um, but yeah, Doom 2005. I like it a lot more than I should. <laughs> okay, I need to ask you a question. Yeah. You mentioned the new Doom movie. Yes. What new Doom movie? Okay, so apparently someone has access to the Doom movie license. And it's one of those things where if you let the movie license expire you can't make a movie anywhere anymore. And I believe, (laughs) yes. So in 2019, they made a movie called doom annihilation. Okay. And you can watch it on Netflix and it's, I I just shut it off. Um, it wasn't fun, but if you want to watch a new doom movie that came out in 2019, that I believe is still on Netflix, doom annihilation is for you is I didn't think it was better 
than um, Doom 2005. So, but it's there. IMDb agrees with you. User score of 3.6 on that one. That's pretty low. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) And um, it also, like, so you know that Doom 2005 movie is uh, $60 million. Well, in 2005, that was, you know, mid-budget movie. It's it's a low-budget movie, um, but it doesn't wear it on its sleeve too much. Doom Annihilation wears its $4 budget on its sleeve too much. Um, (laughs) Which, look, I'm not here trying to slash it. I'm sure it's better than I'm giving it credit for. I just wasn't in for a... You know that at the time when I watched it, I want to give it a shot again because, again, I like bad movies. Um, But at the time I watched it, I was like, I am not in for this. Okay, so we are going to (laughs) review Doom, Need Even the Dead, if that's even a legitimate thing uh, that we're going to do, which we are. But uh, yeah, let's start with uh, Tim. Tim, Knee Deep in the Dead, how do you rate it on the ghost scale? I'm going to give it a rad. I enjoyed my time with it. Um, And obviously, you know, if you're interested in history of video games and seeing where a lot of the uh, the history of first-person shooters really got its start, you know, give it a go. But it's not like for the average person a must-play. Travis? I'm going to say that it's a must play. I mean, and it might be the fact that I have these rose colored glasses, but it seems like, I don't, I don't know. I might be like pining for the, the days of yore when like back in my day, shooters were so much better and, and shit like that. But it just, it feels like such a great freaking game that I have so much fun with still. And I can have a lot more fun with it now even than like shooters that i've modern shooters that i've played that i thought were really good games so yeah i I think it's a must play i'm gonna give it a must play as well it's extremely accessible it's one of those legacy games that it seems that bethesda or now microsoft rather um wants to put everywhere so you can literally buy doom on your phone you can buy doom 2 on your phone you can get it on the switch you can get on your xbox your pc just anything uh, that you play games on your iPad, whatever. And, and in fact, if you get it on your iPhone, you can pair a controller with your iPhone and you can play it with that. It's so much better than if you tap it out or whatever. So there's plenty of ways to play Doom or you could just download the share version for free and get GZ, GZ Doom and play it. Um, I think it is a must play. I think it's worth playing. I think there's amazing amount of beauty in its simplicity and what it is. And it's so on point. And it's... um that. This, the special, of, I think the gra- <laughs> sorry, the sound effects are just creepy. Still, just put on some headphones and turn it up. Um, you're gonna hear stuff and think there's a bad guy and there's not one. <laughs> it's, 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 it's still creepy now. So I would definitely say that Doom is a must-play, um, and you can get it on your smartphone or anywhere. Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show and thanks for listening. <laughs>